0: Welcome Comfort at Home listeners. This is the Barking Truth presented to you by Comfort at Home Pet Services. This podcast will reveal the Barking Truth about what is actually happening in the pet industry so that you can gain knowledge and education to keep our pets safe, healthy, and well. I will be your host, Jennifer Seibel, Certified Professional Pet Sitter dog bite prevention educator, fear-free certified, pet first aid and CPR trained, and owner of Comfort at Home Pet Services. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, and this week's episode, we're going to be talking about holistic work with animals. And some exciting news, we have Pittsburgh's very own Miracle Worker, Dr. Michael Safko of Animal Healing Now. Welcome, Mike. Hi,
1: Jen. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, we're so glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about Animal Healing Now. Uh, I'm a chiropractor,
1: human chiropractor, that for the past, uh, since the late 90s, has been working with animals. Um, I've always had a passion for animals, so I've had a love for animals since I was younger, uh, when I first got into chiropractic school, I found out that I could work with animals and uh, that was uh, my, an immediate kind of a connection for me. And that's something that I felt a, a deep uh, calling to be able to do. And uh, so since maybe the mid to late 90s, I've been uh, working with pets and large and small animals um, and uh, still going strong, luckily.
0: Great. Um, I know you work with my animals and you do absolutely fantastic work. Um, I know you've been doing this for almost like 30 years now, right? Uh, Yeah, the
1: time, uh, you know, the time flies by year after year. But I I started chiropractic school in uh, 95 and graduated in late 98. Uh, And I started, you know, tinkering around or learning about uh, that you could even work with animals in between there. Uh, and I got uh, my first, uh, smaller certification doing manual, uh, adjusting more of a traditional chiropractic approach with horses, uh, while I was still in school. So again, late nineties, um, and then I've just kind of added and progressed and built on things and thrown out things that didn't work and added things that did work to get to, uh, where we are now, which seems to be a pretty good recipe for things.
0: Great. I notice a lot of um, other people and vets are sort of popping up with, you know, some of this holistic care, such as chiropractic, um, laser surgery, and I always, you know, refer to you because we've we've had a relationship for, oh my gosh, several years now, um, and you've helped me with so many of my clients and so many of my own personal pets, um, and I always come to you just because of your expertise. You have such a wide variety you don't just deal with just cats just dogs you have a a strong variety and you've been doing this for several years it's not like you've just gotten out and this is a new technique correct
1: correct yes it was it was a passion and a calling well before it was you know the thing the thing to do and a, a lot of times it's been um ostracized just like a lot of uh positive and holistic things, especially, I mean, for years and years and years, even acupuncture was a big no-no. And, and especially with the more traditional uh, thought processes and, and now all of a sudden, you know, that's the, the go-to thing to do. And, and um, then chiropractic was, oh, how could, how dare you go to the, the lowly chiropractor kind of thing. And now, you know, more and more, uh, you know, veterinarians are uh, getting involved with, uh, with with doing these sorts of things. And I think it's, it's really, you know, the people are, are looking for other options and sometimes the traditional options, you know, aren't the best approach. And it's always good to know all of your options and not just go with, uh, you know, like one track thinking at least, or at least look into what your other options can be. And I'm sure we'll talk you know more about that as right. we go along.
0: Right, and you know, um, I'm always a big thing, and I've done other podcasts kind of mentioning about this, and I've done blog articles, kind of stating that if we ourselves get sick, if we get diagnosed with, let's say, cancer, we're more than willing to go and get second, third opinions. But sometimes we're not always willing to do that with our pets. We feel like, okay, our vet's telling us to do something. That's what we should do. So I think it's absolutely great that, you know, there are other alternatives out here that could be more effective and can be better for our animals that it's not everybody's put into one specific box.
1: Well, here's the thing that, that and you'll understand this, and this is what people need to get, is that you, know, you, I, really any business that you're going to or any provider that you're going to, whether it's a mechanic or a, a restaurant or uh, your doctor, I mean, they're here and we're here to serve the, the customer or the client. So it's just an opinion. You you want to go to your vet, go to your vet and see what they have to say. But just because that one particular vet might make a recommendation, there may be another vet that might make a different recommendation. Right. Uh, I think some people go and and they you know go to the vet or they go to the specialist and the, and they hear oh surgery or oh death or oh we have to do this or that or and and they think uh, you know they're they're going home and they're trying to you know, do uh, get do funding to, to pay for a $12,000 surgery. I just talked to somebody about this this morning, and it's like, well, that was just one person's, you know, thought process. It may be the right thought process, but it may not be the right thought process, or there could be, you know, other things that you could look into. So it all falls down to us using our own heads if it comes to, you know, ordering the right food at dinner or buying the right vehicle or, you know, going to the doctor or going to the, you know, a groomer or a pet sitting service or a dog walking service. I mean, you, you right. want to make the right choice. They're relying on us and the owners as, our, as the guardians to make the right choice for them. And sometimes that isn't just blindly, you know, following the herd because sometimes right. the leaders in the herd are – uh, you know, one-track mind. Um, they may be experts and they may know a lot about a little. <laughs> they don't know everything. And if anybody tells you that, you know, they're full of it. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that's been my experience. I mean, I work with vets, uh, uh, especially here in the state of Pennsylvania. I need to work with vets. We get referrals from veterinarians. We have great relationships with uh, many, many hundreds and hundreds of veterinarians uh and and uh, we're blessed to have that and that's taken a long time uh and a lot of good results and a lot of good work and a lot of chipping away at the paradigms uh you know in that uh profession to you know quote unquote kind of prove ourselves right. uh you know to vets and um just getting into i know another topic we're going to discuss is you know vets hear the word chiropractor and they automatically think bone cracker or doing the manipulation. And many of them, uh, you know, are afraid of that, or they've, you know, heard some, you know, one case out of hundreds of thousands of cases, or they say, oh, your, your dog has arthritis, uh, you know, why would you want to do, do that? Or your dog has a disc, and why would you want to do that? So chiropractic has a, a, a negative connotation, one. Also, two, even if they're familiar and a little more chiropractic-friendly, what i found is sometimes in traditional medicine, they don't see the full depth and power of what chiropractic can work on. They may think, okay, the chiropractor's only good if I have a sore neck or uh, you know, a pelvis that's out. What are they going to do for incontinence or uh, ear and eye infections or behavioral problems or a disc? Or, these are all things that we see many, many, you know, all the time. Uh, in, in the practice, because we're really working with the whole body. So I think it's, it's, uh, and I know that you understand this, Jen. It's, it's an understanding of just mm-hmm. trying to get the body to work better because the body is what's going to try to heal XYZ condition. And it, it, it never hurts to try. We do a couple of visits, we see what happens. It's easy. It's non invasive. It's, you know, pennies, uh, as compared to what they, they might be looking at traditionally. And, um, you know, we we can't hurt. So we try, we see what happens. 90% of the time, that's a nine and a zero, not nine, Uh, 90. uh, 90% of the time, if we take the case, and that's an if we take the case, um, we get some kind of result that helps uh, push things in a positive uh, direction. Um, 10% of the time, if we don't get results, that usually falls into three categories. One, the problem is too far gone. So it's just irreparable. uh, And the animal was just headed downhill fast and really there isn't anything that's really gonna help. Two, there's something going on that's undiagnosed and that's usually bad news. You know, something cancer, brain tumor, horrible, some kind of horrible, nasty, you know, degenerative myelopathy, some kind of horrible process that, you know, we may still work on it, but we're not going to really, you know, get long-standing and great results. Three is the thing that we run into the most. And I, I know you'll, you know, most people will understand this one. Also, the animal just ends up, this is when we get the, you know, the, the lab that's just uh, full of life and, you know, comes in limping and, and, you know, they, you know, the, the animal, obviously just like any of us when we start any kind of therapy, we, you know, we need to take it easy. And that's the, you know, sometimes I'll tell owners that's this. The that, know, yeah. And that is the hardest part with everything <laughs> is that you know, the animal is, is really the animal is usually our, our worst, you know, our biggest, their own worst enemy, you know, when it yeah. comes to, uh, to things like this.
0: Yeah. They're kind of feeling a lot better and they're rambunctious or we just get it in our own heads that our pets so energetic, we want to work it, which doesn't allow the healing process to kind of come about.
1: Exactly, and, and and we have to remember that. Um, and and again, I'm sure you talk to people about this all the time. Is that you know we as animal owners, the animal is relying on us. We're not there. They may be not our clearly. friend, but we're their we're their guardians, and we're they're sure. they're relying on us. You know, we're their coach. We're their uh, you know you know their medical decision maker. So we have sure. to sometimes use a little bit of tough love to, um, you know, to make the best decisions, you know, for them. I use an example a lot with people. I'm like, I'm sure there's a, a little kid right now that, uh, you know, give them a lollipop and they're going to want to go run across the street. But if, they, if you were watching them, you wouldn't let them. You know, right. well, you do the same thing with your, uh, you know, with your animals. Is you have to, you know, be an owner and be a guardian and you know, take a little responsibility, not just allow them to kind of, run the show because that, you know, sometimes doesn't go very well. And it's good they may hurt themselves or the problem's gonna linger or you're gonna go be up the crick even more by allowing those things to happen.
0: Right. I I've told many of my people and I've done another podcast on this is we need to be a voice for our animals. Yes. And I know I've sent some people on to you who have contacted me that their pet has had a medical problem that they're limping and surgery is their only alternative and they're so scared because they want to do what's best for their pet. But then they look and see like there could be a second surgery that's needed. Their dog's going to be, you know, out of commission for a while for recovery. And I'm like, you know, go and talk to Mike and go and go and see Mike. But I kind of want to back up a little bit here. We said that you're a chiropractor, and you just touched on this, and I'm so glad that we have you on here so that we can give people what an alternative method would be and alternative methods to give them choices because I feel sometimes that they don't feel that they have a choice. So I'm glad we're able to speak about this, but I always call you the doggy chiropractor. I say, call him Mike. He is the doggy chiropractor. But like you said, sometimes that can have a bad association. They think bone cracker. I mean, I have back problems myself. Um, I'm out walking. My shoulder pops out many, many times, um, and I'm in pain from that. So talk to me, if you're, when you say chiropractor, that's where my mind goes, that's where our vet's mind goes, is that you're manipulating, you're pressing down that they're going to have a dislocated um, spinal cord disc or something because of an adjustment you're doing. Tell us kind of, can you tell us how do you deal with animal chiropractic compared to people chiropractic?
1: Well, great, great, uh, great thought process there. And I think it's a hugely important point. When I treat humans, I'm more of a hands on, uh, doctor. So I prefer to, to utilize my hands to kind of loosen things and, and, uh, and manipulate if needed or move the, move the joint and uh, take the pressure off the nervous system. But, uh, I, I also will do traction. I'll do stretching. I'll do pressure points. I, I always wanted to uh, have a lot of tools in the toolbox. There might be a tool, and you know, most people do this with their own homes or their, in their garage or whatever. Every job doesn't need a hammer. Every job doesn't need a screwdriver. You know, you might need a, a few separate tools, and there may be a tool that you only use once a year or once every five years, but you're darn glad you have it when you need it. So. Right. With humans, I prefer more of a hands-on approach uh, for, for many different reasons, but mainly the human can talk back to you, um, right. and really with this concept, switching over to animals, the, the work that we do with animals, we look for an involuntary pathologic reflex from the impulses that we get from the instruments, and we'll get more into this, so we don't want to confuse anybody, but so I will use instruments with people, but that's not my favorite. I don't like using my hands with animals because that's not my favorite. And it really, an animal can't talk to you, you know, and I don't want to, I want to be very clear. You know, there are many chiropractors that do manipulation they're, and they're veterinarians that do it and they're successful and they do good work. And, you know, people are happy with that. And that's wonderful for my path and, and being, a, I'm a very good chiropractor. Uh, I worked on babies. I've worked on grandmas. I've worked on professional athletes and everything in between. Uh, So I I know how to adjust. I love adjusting um, with animals. A couple of key points that I felt that regular kind of manipulation was missing. Number one, the animal can't talk to you. They don't know what you're doing. In order to do a safe adjustment for people that that know what one is, and even if people don't, they hear about going and getting cracked or the doctor twists you and that kind of thing. We're actually putting the patient in specific positions and meaning humans, to try to lock the joint out. So we're taking you to your end range of motion and where you're still semi-comfortable. And then the idea is to give as little force as possible to kind of open up that joint. And we call it a cavitation, where people will call it getting cracked. It's really not bones being cracked at all. It, that noise that you hear is really, uh, it, it's actually gas bubbles being released from a sticky joint. So... Yeah. It's really so we take you to the end range of motion, and then we give a little bit of pressure, and we you may or may not hear a pop. You know, if if you need to hear a pop, you'll hear a pop, and and that means that there's gas bubbles built up in the joint. It's hard to do that consistently with animals. Again, this is in my experience, and the first certification I ever got was it was manipulating horses. So, you know, I know you know how to do this. so an animal, you know, I, I found that you're either using too much force or too little force. There's too much of a of a guessing game in there. And or you're just kind of wiggling the joint around, which I could teach anybody how to do. That's just a very light, you know, joint mobilization. So right. with the technique that we do, so I'm a chiropractor that works on animals. I do not do animal chiropractic. So that's the big difference. So people hear chiropractor and that like you said, they immediately think that. That's like yeah. thinking... I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going, we're going to the Italian restaurant tonight and that spaghetti is the only thing on the menu. It's yes, Italian food, but you know, there may, you know, there's a lot of different things on the menu. I have chiropractor friends that do sound therapy. I have chiropractor friends that work in gyms and, and do more body work or they do more muscle work. So I think, I mean, the people that are familiar with chiropractic and at least have gone to chiropractor, they're more aware of this. You know, chiropractic yeah. is a lot more expansive than, uh, you know, what people think. Just um, being a what, bone cracker, yeah. yeah. and just being a bone cracker. And really, yeah. <laughs> it's the vertebrae in itself, and, and this is great to where this is, you know, if, if whoever's listening or, you know, you lay a pen down in front of you or a penny or whatever's around you and you think that's the vertebrae, you know, unless you have some kind of mind powers, you know, that thing is not moving on its own. So the vertebrae or the joint or, you know, our body moves via muscles. The muscles are controlled by nerves. So the magic is, or the real secret is, is you need to affect the nervous system in order to get any real change. And that's what we're able to do very deeply and very effectively
0: and more so
1: with this approach by using the therapy that we do, which is really more, of a deep body work and more like we're hitting acupressure points uh, than it is just looking for a joint that's out and kind of popping it back in again. Now, with humans, it's a great approach because we can communicate. But with animals, because they can't verbalize to us, with this approach that we use, we look for involuntary pathologic reflexes from the stimulus. We use handheld, very precise Instruments that can be dialed up literally from a kitten to a Clydesdale. I've treated uh, two-week-old kittens. I've treated bulls before with the same instruments. So you just dial them up or dial them down. I've treated rats. I've treated snakes. I've treated ducks. I've treated uh, roosters. uh, i treated pigs. You know, so all animals, if there's a problem with their nervous system, which is the key, the nervous system is responsible for pain and function. So you can adjust all you want to. You can massage all you want to. You could do acupuncture all you want. You could do all physical therapy all you want to. If you don't affect the nervous system, you're not going to get as good a result. So what we try to do with our approach now is we're trying to find and remove imbalances in the nervous system while we're actually doing kind of the best concepts from chiropractic massage muscle work, you know, muscle works, body works. We're hitting acupuncture points. We don't use needles. We, you know, more acupressure, but we're still stimulating those points. So it's really like, almost like a healing stew as well as working on the wiring or the mass of the command center of the body. So we're hitting it from several different angles. Yet we're, so it's very comprehensive, but it's very gentle on the animal. And how do we know, I'm almost done talking here. How do we know where, there's a. How do we know, you know that, that there's a problem? We look for these reactions. So we, we put the instrument on a specific point. It might be a joint. It might be a muscle point. It might be an acupressure point. And we, we pull the trigger, Little little tiny impulse. We look, it's quick, it's specific. So it puts a lot of force into the system. The, when I say system, I mean body, because that's what it is. It's a system. We're organic machines. So we put a little bit of an impulse in there. Normally, nothing should happen. In animals, all animals, if there's a clog or a blockage or a miscommunication or static or something is out or there's a spasm, any kind of imbalance really is the easiest way to think about it. We will get an involuntary muscular contraction due to the stimulus. So that is the animal's, it's a way for the animal to communicate with us. So we know that there's a problem there and then we will use the same instruments to stimulate around and work on it. So it's much more comprehensive. It's much more friendly. And I find because we're addressing not only the joint, not only the muscle, the blood, the nervous system, et cetera, blood vessels, blood getting blood flowing, all that kind of good stuff, it's just we get far better results that last longer as you've seen yourself and as many of your clients have seen in the past.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I go to my chiropractor when I'm having some issues. And it's funny because sometimes when they are manipulating my back, Right before they go to do it, they're like deep breath in, and then it's when I'm letting them out, letting the breath out, that they go ahead and manipulate me. And that's when I hear the pop, and that's probably the pressure. Um, And every time I walk up the steps, my knees are like snap, crackle, and pop. So they're probably filled with, like you said, air and gas. But you can't say that to an animal because what happens with us people, and I know just for myself, they say, take this deep breath in. I know when I'm letting it out, I know I tense up because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for, you know, that pressure to be relieved, which it, it hurts at first. But then it's like you have that relief where an animal can't tell us that. And I know I've come to you or I told you, hey, I'm sending this client to you. One client that um, you're going to be seeing uh, here in the next couple of weeks he's he's kind of limping a little bit I notice it in his front shoulder and I know the shoulder where everybody else sees it and this is just because I've worked with you for so long I'm like it's in the shoulder it's not the leg but it's the it's the leg that's kind of limping but I know from you you're going to tell me it's from the shoulder but he also has as soon as I touch the back leg he's got something going on his back leg so I think it's I think it's amazing to me how you can use these instruments and I can come into you and say, Hey, this is what I think my problem is with my animal. And I think it's, it's in their shoulder. I think it's in their, it's in their knee. It's in their, you know, wrist. You're able to pinpoint it, but I can say like, it's the wrist or anything like that. And you're able to use your tools to pinpoint exactly where it is and explain to me that it's, there's some overcompensation going on.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's, uh, that's again one of the, one of the advantages of this approach. A lot of, it's our, and not only like when some, when an animal is injured, it's, it's there. And so there, then what you're seeing as the guardian, you, it's so you're interpreting what you're seeing. The animal is interpreting what they're feeling. They don't understand it. Uh, they know it doesn't feel good. They know they don't like it. So then you, they're magnifying things they don't understand. And what I mean by that is, you know, the next time you wake up with a headache, imagine if you had no right. idea what that was, you know, or your, your sinuses were clogged or your, you had shooting, you know, your back was in spasm. I mean, not, you had no idea what it was. I, you know, it would freak you out. Um, So you're dealing with the animal's interpretation and then you're interpreting what you're seeing. So the animal might be magnifying. So you could be interpreting something, you know, you're, you're on the, you're on the right track, but you're not, you're not there. You're seeing right. something differently. So with the technique, by going by these reactions or these involuntary reflexes, and we call them reads, like uh, reading a book, R-E-A-D. You know, so we look for a read, which is an involuntary pathologic reflex, meaning they will contract their muscles, sometimes massively. You could see it from the parking lot sometimes or the vet office. Um, so when we pull the trigger, normal is nothing should happen but one of the reasons why we check full body going with what you were saying is like a lot of, for example, a lot of, we see tons and tons and tons mm-hmm. of limping dogs and a lot of those dogs, you know, they go see the vet and the vet immediately is, is thinking, Oh, it's a, it's a knee it's a, you have a torn ligament or, or whatever. And, you know, we'll, and maybe that's the case, but it's, how is the body reacting to it? So say the animal does tweak its knee. What does the body do? And this is where a deeper, where you know, a holistic doctor thinks about things a little bit more deeply and logically, really. So I heard me, uh, what does the body do? No matter what we do, it spasms and inflames. Then other parts of the body start working harder. So I call it recruiting. So the, the, the body, and we do it ourselves, will recruit in. So the thigh muscle will start working harder. And so that will spasm the hip muscle will spasm. And then the longer that thing goes along, that's going to affect the upper, that's going to affect the low back. It's going to then affect the good legs. And then, you know, oh, they, you'll hear traditional medicine say, oh, well, the other leg within to year too. Yep. You know, that, that's the stupidest, and, the, you know, the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. I mean, how, well, let's, why don't we do something about it? Like, why are we just accepting the fact that we're going to have to do another surgery? I mean, like, Wake up, people, you know, so let's, why don't we, let's, let's try to fix the main problem, and let's then prevent another problem. I mean, imagine if a human, you know, went to their orthopedist, and they said, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do surgery on this leg, and you know, you're going to be dimping around, so let's just do surgery on the good Mm -hmm. knee. You know, we'll charge you, since we're already in there, we'll charge you less money. I mean, that person would be uh, driving that doctor's car within the yeah. next year, you know, because of that. So it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a strange thought process that people accept. And I, I think that people sometimes should take a step back and, and, and think more logically about, you know, what's cooking here. So the idea is if we're able to get to some of this compensation and we're able to kind of release that, many, many times where it's in the person comes in and they're like, it's me. It's, I was told it was me We, you know, we need to rest. We need to, it's the hip. It's yeah. the lower back. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'd come in with, you know, with the dog was like you were saying with an elbow or a shoulder and it's either, it's not the elbow, it's the shoulder, or it's not the shoulder. It's the neck. There's always like that old song about all the bones <laughs> and this being connected to that, whatever. It's so yeah. true. And I use like the princess and the pea, you know, story or like a pebble in your shoe. I mean, you could have the smallest little thing affecting you, and it, but it, it will throw the whole system off. And the longer you're walking the boardwalk with a pebble in your shoe, you know, event, you know, you might be able to kick it into the right place, you know, for a second. But eventually you're going to have to sit down and get that thing out of there. So something small can create, you know, create that domino effect because the body's always – Here's a great word for people, homeostasis. It's that science word. Yeah, I did learn something in, in school there. My science teachers yeah. will be proud. You know, so the body is always trying to balance as, as long as it still can. I mean, this is for somebody that's even on their deathbed. The body, It just may, doing, may be doing it less or it just may not be able to do it much. But the body always tries to balance, balance, balance. So I hurt my knee, my leg spasms. Okay, that's okay. Then my leg spasms, so then my good leg starts working harder. So that goes on. Then because I've been gimping around and my good leg's working harder, my shoulders start to spasm. My neck starts to spasm. So you create this massive kind of tidal wave of compensation. And so, again, getting back to what we do versus other things, you know, it's more of a whole body. We check full body every visit as long as it's safe to do so, and usually it is. So we want to sometimes, especially with a four-legger, your front end can be affecting your back end or your left can be affecting your right and vice versa. And the smaller the animal, you know, the more the domino effect. So by kind of unraveling layers of the onion and kind of re I've had cases where I got rid of a neck spasm and it helped their lower back or a mid back spasm and it helped their lower back. So we always do a full body approach. We check, we check full body wherever we get reactions or, these reads, these involuntary contractions, there's a clog or a blockage or an imbalance. So then we stimulate lightly and gently around there. And, the, and what we're, essentially what we're doing is we're waking up the nervous system and we're getting the nervous system to heal instead of deal or react. We want to get the nervous system out of react mode and get it into healing mode. React mode is great, you know, from hour zero to our, you know, maybe 72 it is not great a week later because then what happens, I use the analogy of a fire a lot. It's, you know, if that fire burns long enough, it's going to spread, 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 you know. And sometimes, one last thing, sometimes the original issue, we'll just use me because we've been talking about it. So sometimes me, sometimes the compensation becomes worse than the cause. And that's why it's like, well, you know, we're doing these exercises and we're giving the meds that the vet said, and we're doing all, we're resting or whatever, and it's not helping. And it's because it's, it's not the knee anymore. It's the, it's the upper pelvic muscle on the opposite side that is really holding. It's like the keystone that now is where all the stress in the body is kind of settled. And you ain't never going to find that, you know, if, if, uh, unless you, you know, unless you take, if you can't see it, like this technique picks up things right. you can't see and you can't feel. So if there's not, if it doesn't look like your dog swallowed a baseball and they have a giant, you know, a spasm in their back, you're not going to pick it up. And you're, and you're, again, you're thinking, oh, my dog's limping. The vet said knee. So it must be knee, 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 knee. And we are focused on that when in all reality, it might be low
0: back pelvis, you know, or
1: something right. else. I get, as you know me, Jen, I get very like, <laughs> passionate. I'm excited. I'm excited. To talk no, no, so, I. Excuse me. For, no, I love on. this. This
0: is like great information. And just going on that point of what you're saying, I don't have a problem with, you know, vets and medications, but like you're saying, you're getting to what the source is, and you know that, okay, you're going to be overcompensating or redirecting, and it's going to cause more problems. Where a lot of things that I end up seeing is that veterinarians just using their regular approach and what they know they want to medicate. And so here we are putting our animals on these doses of medications. And guess what? We're not thinking of what the effects of that is going to be. And, Every single time I see so many clients who, my pet's been on a pain medication for this long, now they're in kidney failure. Their liver levels are high. Now they're in renal failure, and they're going downhill. Well, why didn't we try to treat that when we know that's a side effect of what the medication is? Whereas what you're talking about, you're pinpointing, okay, I know that we're going to have some, you know, redirection here. This is what's going to be happening, but let's work on the whole body. So the whole body doesn't feel yes. so uncomfortable. So we're not moving from, okay, we fixed this. Now we're going to fix this. Now we're going to fix that. You're working with everything all at once.
1: Right. It's a, and, and why can't we just work right. together? I mean, if the vets, you, you know, there's, um, it's like, uh, you know, the vets are going with this, you know, wives tale or uh, like there's this rumor that chiropractic hurts and, you know, maybe one case, whatever. And so, you know, they take one case and, oh, you can't go to the chiropractor, you can't go to the chiropractor. Yet in all reality, you know, there's a possibility that some of the things that they're recommending every day are far more dangerous than going to the chiropractor. Now I get, obviously, you know, we're basing it on any of us going anywhere. You want to go with somebody that's ethical and somebody that knows right. what they're doing. So we're going to assume, you know, we, nobody wants to, you know, you shouldn't go see anybody that's not ethical and doesn't know what they're doing. And if you go and you figure that out, you should leave ASAP, no matter who they are. You should stop seeing them. But, you know, when there is somebody that's ethical and knows what they're doing and has a longstanding, excellent reputation, et cetera, et cetera, like us, you me and you know there are many other uh you know providers that that do various things out there then what's the you know what's the problem oftentimes it's more dangerous to put your animal in the vehicle and drive it to and from the vet office than it is to come see the chiropractor you know so it's and then you know so well let's give these
0: meds or let's let's uh, hurry up and jump into surgery with anesthesia and
1: I actually had a vet tell a client once, that "Either kill your dog, and that's I, you know, I'm not even going to use the nice word for it because you know, kill your dog, go get an MRI, don't go see the chiropractor." Yeah. Uh, you know, so basically, <laughs> so you would rather she would rather have Dad, the dog than come to you, than come, to come right. see me. You know, so the, you know, I mean, it's just you know, how does that make any any sense? So that's of a you know, there's a fear there's a a misunderstanding it's really uh an ignorance you know two things i mean if you take literally we've designed our website and our facebook page we don't really have a lot of fluff if a vet you know and i've designed it to you know as if whoever was looking a vet a client whatever easy to read easy to figure out who we are easy to figure out what we do i mean while you know a vet could take three sips of their coffee reading the first page of our website and figure out, ooh, hey, this guy doesn't do manipulation. He respects the rules and laws in the state of Pennsylvania. He works with other vets. Oh my God. There's a you know, this guy has eighty five star reviews. Like, wow, we don't even have that. It's just that there's such a stop, you know, to it. And I know that you said this, you know, we, we have to not be afraid to fire our professionals or the people that work in our in our lives that uh, that don't resonate with our own personal beliefs, whether that's, it could be anybody, it could be your accountant, it could be your doctor, it could be your veterinarian, it could be your mechanic. You know, I just think that people hold, you know, the the white coats up to such a high regard when, you know, they, they don't, a lot of times they're not giving them the time of day. They don't respect them. They treat them, like, if you don't do exactly what I say, you're an idiot. And, you know, excuse my bluntness, right. but it's the truth. I mean, how many people have oh, you man. talked to that, my vet, you know, they, their vet makes them feel yeah. guilty. And their vet, how dare you not listen to me? Yeah. You know, the almighty, powerful Oz, you know. Right. It's it's so, again, I'm not trying to be, like I said, I, I love the veterinary profession. I think it's a, there's a great value to it. I just think just like any profession, there are better, uh, better ones. Right. And I, and, you know, why?
0: Yeah. And I I tell a lot of, you know, my people and my clients and I'm like, well, you already went this route and you just paid, okay, let's say $70 to go in and see the vet. He spent five minutes right now. We're in COVID. Nobody can go in. And are you able to pinpoint and show the doctor and they're able to explain it? Well enough back to you that you understand what's going on with your animal, but you're more than willing to go and spend money on an MRI x-rays. You're looking at thousands of dollars for surgery. Your dog could be permanently um, disfigured from this on medications for the rest of your life. Why not go and talk to, I tell people, go and talk to Mike. It's going to be a, a, a lot cheaper. And what what is the harm in it? What's the harm in going and doing something? So it brings me to benefits. Of anybody who wants to come and try to talk about this type of service, what are talk to me a little bit more about the benefits? I, I mean, like you and I both said, it's it's non-invasive. You're not sitting here, you know, mm-hmm. cutting an animal open. You're not hurting them. I mean, every client I send to you, I tell them I say, tell the dog to bite Dr. Mike, just because, uh-huh. just because I know your pets, and I swear to God, I think you train them to bite me. Um, but yes. I, I tell every Get a little more, yeah, time. I. I they just love it so much. That's, That's I, they I taste so like chicken. I taste like chicken. Um, but yeah, I tell everybody, I'm like, you know, go and see Mike. And us dealing with animals, animals are unpredictable. And just in my world and what I do, I can get bit at any time, but you're hands on and you're doing something to these animals that they're not sure who you are, what you're going to be doing. So. What you're doing is still working with an animal. You're not putting them under anesthesia. You're putting yourself at risk, but it's not invasive. You're not cutting animals open. You're not dealing with any of that. Talk to me a little bit more about the different types of benefits.
1: I mean, there's, you know, there's so many. I mean, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with talking to somebody today. There was no charge. You know, they called. Uh, It was an intake. Uh, They talked to me, the owner, the founder. Um, you know, I, I didn't charge him any extra. I didn't try to rush him off the phone. You know, she said, she's like, we went to our vet. We went to the specialist, you know, one of the big specialists at one of the big places Mm -hmm. around here. And she's like, you know, we can't even get these people to call us back. Uh, We let alone see them. And, you know, you're talking to us for 45 minutes and, and, you know, trying to give them just some light, friendly advice based on the information, you know, that they gave me. Uh, So, you know, you're talking to one of the doctors. Uh, I've answered text messages on Christmas Eve. I mean, we're, again, it goes back to service. You know, we want A plus service. We want to be there for people. If I had an issue on Christmas Eve, uh, you know, and I I needed somebody, uh, I would like them to know that, that, uh, you know, I could check in with them. I don't have to, you know, Go to the emergency room and sit there for ten hours and spend uh, three thousand dollars, unless I have to, you know. So we're we're always there for people. We're you know we're available via text. We're available via call. Plus we work with a team. We're a part of a team. So we are in house at several veterinary hospitals every single week or on a daily basis, essentially. So it's not you know we're we're trying to work together. Just like it says in the state of Pennsylvania, is their bylaws. They want to, you know, to enhance the quality of veterinary care. So that's all we're trying to do. Like we're we're just trying to help, and we're trying to do that, and we're trying to. I think even even the you know a cold and very clinical veterinarian, you know, somewhere in there, they're really they're just trying to help to the best of their ability. And that's what we 're trying to do. We just are a little more real. we find we're a little more compassionate we We're not so high you know high up there that we're we can't answer a text message or we can't you know uh, call somebody back um, you know the whole business was built you know on you know, hanging out flyers and like stone by stone, brick by brick, by being there for people, because guess what? We're healers and we are friends and we're providers and we're ideally we want to, we're animal owners and we're compassionate. So we want to help people and we want to help pets. Uh, so then it's kind of the background stuff. I mean, as far as the treatment is concerned, you know, one of the two, there's myself and there's uh, Dr. Lacey Smesco who's an associate that's been with us, you know, throughout, uh, for about a year. So you're, you're, you're dealing with one of the two doctors. You're not getting handed off to, you know, a staff member or that kind of thing. The technique is non-invasive. Uh, we set aside the proper amount of time. You don't, nobody comes in without knowing how long it's going to take, uh, what, how much they're going to pay, what to expect. So we, we try to lay things out. In fact, on the first visit, like people, I'm like, do you have any questions? And the majority of people, even the most obsessive people, are like, no, yeah. you're covered. Yeah. Like, you know, you, like, because I've been doing this and because, like, this isn't a job. This isn't something I'm doing because it's the, it's the, it's the next thing to do and I can make a little of this and a little right. of that. I was doing, I was driving an hour for one, for one person, you know, and charging, you know, pennies, you know, just because I right. cared. I was driving around to giant eagles and to parks and hanging up flyers, you know, back in the day because I cared. I was going to every expo because I cared because, you know, and that we still have that because of that and because of the work and really mainly because of the results and because of people sharing the results, you know, things of, slowly and gradually, you know, built up. So luckily I have people driving hours for, for us at this point in time, people coming in from out of town and staying overnight and, and that kind of stuff. And you know, hundreds upon hundreds of veterinarians that are more comfortable working with us. And um, you know, and then there are several that are extremely comfortable working with us and actually get excited about working with us, which is how it should it, be. It's
0: absolutely how um, it should be. And even in my own experiences, just talking about the benefits. I mean, I came to you with uh, Nero. Nero's, he was like, what, 125 at the pound, uh, um, time you first started seeing him. He was 125 pounds. They thought he tore his CCL. They wanted surgery because he was such a big dog. We'd have to get the second surgery on the other leg. And he was, he was only what three, four years old when he started coming to you. And you said to me, you're like, why are you going to put him through a surgery? Let me look at him. You got his nervous system going. And for being such a young pup, this is what I find is so amazing about, so amazing about animals. Like my dad's older. My dad's had to have some knee replacements. I'm probably going to need shoulder and knee replacements myself someday. For us as people, we take forever to heal. It takes, you know, six to eight weeks for us to heal animals heal so quickly. And I remember you sitting there telling me, and you're like, John, as soon as I get blood flow going down here, we redirect things, we get the nervous system kinked out, keep him on, you know, short walks, keep the body moving. If you don't use it, you'll lose it, is, is what my thing is. Yeah. And you got that going. And you're like, he's such a young dog. Like, he shouldn't have to be going through all this surgery. And I gave you the chance. And man, the miracles we've seen in him. I mean, what Nero's 10 now, 10 now and perfectly fine. Never had to have the surgeries, nothing. And we just got that, that circulation going and he healed it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's what it, it should be about. I mean, there are cases that do need surgery and there are cases that can benefit from meds and there are cases that do need the diagnostic testing. Right. So, you know, there's a time and a place for all things, but in the long run, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, what it costs to do the surgery right. and then the after surgery and then the, maybe the surgery after that versus, you know, the pennies that, uh, you know, that it costs to come see the holistic doctor, then, um, you know, it, it depends on how out? you're looking. Right, at which balances out. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, we have to remember, yeah, I mean, obviously you got you to gotta keep the lights on at the big clinic and all that stuff, but it's really... Like, what does it hurt to try? And even, you know, getting back to when you were talking about an animal that had more of a, like, I refer to to things as as a physical problem, meaning more on the outside, uh, you know, hurt my leg, uh, you know, uh, limping leg, uh, you know, disc problem, that kind of stuff, or organic, meaning something that's on the inside, more like a kidney problem, a heart problem, that kind of thing. Even if when we're dealing with something more systemic or whatever, if we're able to take pressure off of the body and make the body eat, feel a little more comfortable, communicate better then it might make all of the other things that the, you know, that the veterinarian is doing work or the client is trying to do work better. I mean, that, we're forgetting about the goal. The goal is to get the animal better and to try better is a relative term depending on a gajillion things, but to the best that they can possibly be realistically based on what's happening. Anytime, anybody, I mean, I, there's so many people, well, you know, they, well, they said it was the only thing I could right. do, the only thing I could do. And it's like, well, you're putting a lot of faith in, in somebody right. there, you know, and, um, I, you know, do a little research. I mean, I, I think that traditional medicine tends to poo-poo the whole Dr. Google thing, you know, but realistically, and there is a lot of junk out there, yeah. but there are, there's really, uh, there's probably there's there's just as much very good quality information. And there are many, many veterinarians out there also that may disagree with what the, you know, one veterinarian. Right. So it's, you know, it, it gets back to doing what we think is best. But you, I mean, you never, you know, it's like going and you're looking at a car. If you went to buy a car and the salesman's like, you got to buy this car, this is the car for you. Da, da, da. This is the yeah. only car for you. Like, you need this car you'd leave there and be like, what a jag off. I'm never going back there again. You know, they tried to get me to do this or do that. I didn't want to, I wasn't comfortable or they made, it's how are they making you feel? If they don't make you feel good and they don't respect you, why are you going to walk back into that location? Why are you giving them money? You know, we call it voting with your wallet. You know, you're paying, you know, this, this entity, this person. And again, no matter what it is uh, or who it is, animals, uh, humans, whatever, to belittle you, (laughs) to make you feel bad, and to possibly be giving you advice that that isn't uh, 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 completely correct. It may be correct as far as based on their uh, viewpoint, but, you know, as we all have seen, especially over the past, you know, year and a half here, you know, there's a lot of different opinions and viewpoints out there, you know, some of which... Are more valid than others. Right. Uh, you have to decide for yourself. You know, if you love your vet and you want to do the surgery, and, and, your and, and then do That's it. That's your choice. Yeah, yeah, it's your choice. But there's no, there's no reason. Like I would never belittle another uh, a, a professional. Right. Uh, no matter what they did, and especially when, like, when I tell people, never ask any questions. Uh, my vet, it, they don't
0: believe in chiropractic.
1: What does that mean? Well, my bet doesn't
0: to? think. Here's what I hear: my bet doesn't think that's gonna work. But good luck. All right.
1: Well, what are you basing that? Right. On? Like how they. What I find is they know if you picture a beach, you know, and you know, and and, and that entire beach is chiropractic. You know, they may have, uh, you know, three grains of sand as far as what their what their knowledge or no, it's not even really knowledge. It's perception of you know, what, what chiropractic and what a chiropractor can really do. And a lot of times too, I find, you know, if there's an arrogance, if there's an inconsiderate, if there's a rudeness, if there's a, if somebody comes to me, human, animal, otherwise, and they, and, and they say, Hey, what about this? I, I, unless I know for sure, like I would bet my life on it, that it's BS. I'm going to, you know, I say, Hey, let me, and I'll, I carry a little notebook with me, yeah, let
0: me look
1: at the uh, and or I'll put it in my, in my memos in my phone. Let me, okay. Somebody said, Sally said, blah, 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 blah. Let me look that up. And I'll spend a few minutes whenever I have time and everybody has time. Yeah. The busiest surgeon in the world has time, you know? Right. I mean, so if they don't have time for you, why are you there? You know, if they, uh, if they won't see you, why are you there? If they won't pick up the phone and call you back, why are you going there? Why are you giving them your money? There's somebody else th- that can do a better job for you out there, another veteran yeah, we'll, that's going to do a better
0: job. Here's you. here's another you know? thing that I kind of want to touch on, too, about the benefits of of working with you and just dealing with you. I know that I can call up my vet anytime They'll make an appointment I can get them in. I've never seen my vet close down because they're continuing education or they're le- learning new things. Maybe a new piece of equipment came out, maybe a new test or a new drug. They might go and find out some information. But I know you, I know you're constantly re-educating yourself. You're taking classes, you're going to seminars, you're finding out all the newer things that are happening, and you're keeping up with your techniques. You're keeping up with what how the world is evolving. Where sometimes I feel like some of our vets are still stuck back, you know, in the in the dark ages. That they're still writing my scripts on, you know, a stone tablet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that people get comfortable. Yeah, and then you know, you get you you realize, well, gee, and then you're thinking, you get, you know, because you have a, a building that either you're you mortgage or you're paying rent, and because you have a staff, and because you, and there are things that are. Are, and you have they have salesmen coming to the office, and here here's the latest this, and here's the latest that. You know, it's like a it's a comfortably numb kind of a thing is what you know what what a lot of practitioners can get, and this it goes with chiropractors too. You know, so and especially you know chiropractors dealing with okay the insurance company is only going to pay me this or pay me that. So it's not that they're on purpose becoming unethical, but it's when it it, it in the bottom line of things, it, it's a business. And, you know, I think sometimes the business uh, gets in the way of, of the healing. And in our case, because we had, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, luckily we've, we've, we've done okay, you know, and we're, we're going strong after all these years. But it was because we never got rid of that. And, you know, because I didn't, you know, I was doing this on my days off. I wasn't doing it, you know, this isn't something that, Maybe nowadays, you know, people oh, are, yeah, you know, people are looking more meaning to, into the public. So, oh, hey, why am I going to have that person go see Savco when I can, you know, get, you know, go get it, do an adjustment myself and charge this much money. Right, right. So there's more of a, it's a, whether they realize it or not, it, you know, there's an underlying uh, business mind that I think gets in the way of the healing Right. Uh, mind and why can't you just have a balance i'm not saying people can't be successful right. um, why can't you be successful and why can't you be open and why can't you take 12 seconds you know even in this day and age everybody's got a phone they got a tablet they got to go oh what do you mean savta let me see oh you're really excited about this guy what was his website again animalhealingnow.com let me see oh yeah it says right here he's been doing this since uh, the late <laughs> 90s and well he works
0: with that 30 damn years and right here he
1: doesn't manipulate like yeah, doc, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Like we had somebody, you know, we, we follow all the rules in the state of PA. So we, you know, we get a veterinary referral. We have a, a form. We can take verbal. We can take written. We send thank you letters. We send progress reports. You know, we want to be as involved as, as the, excuse me, as they possibly want us to be. We had somebody, I actually had talked to this office before, one of the veterinarians, and we spent, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes on a phone call, and we just had somebody, call there and say, you know, I want to go see Sabco, Dr. Sabco, and, and, uh, you know, I need a referral, and they're like, oh, we can't refer to him because uh, he doesn't have a veterinarian on site, and, you know, they, they called us back, you know, and, and my associate spoke with them, and it was like, you know, like, where are you getting that information from? Are you just pulling that from the sky? Like, are you gonna, maybe they're thinking that we're someone else, you know, and that's if that's, I understand they don't want to refer to somebody like that and that's as they should, but, you know, don't confuse, you know, two things together here or mm-hmm. make sure that you're making the right statement because that is not, that is a beyond false statement. I mean, my associate told, the, she's like, we literally work out of veterinary hospitals, like, you know, <laughs> so it's just as a, there's just, um of real standoffishness, or again, an ignorance. And I try to, I'm saying that as nicely as I possibly can, but it's basically what it is. Like, why wouldn't you say, is, is Savco, is that animal healing now? Is that the place I'm thinking? Again, what's it take? You know, I could type in my website, look at my locations, all veterinary hospitals, all list of veterinarians. Oh, is this guy full of it or not? Let me call uh, the new Stanton vet and make sure that things are cool. Or let me find out why... You know she's working with this guy, maybe there's something to it. I respect this bet you know and they oh he's been you know there's not a, you know there's not any kind of uh it's like too busy uh too high up uh you know arms length, kind of how dare you you know and again, why in God's name would you let anybody make you feel that way in your personal life uh and in, in uh you know in, in your in your, in your outside life and community where you're paying for things. Right. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's a bad thing.
0: Okay. So you're saying how you work out of, you know, different vets. Why is that? Because sometimes when, you know, I just want to, you know, look up a vet, look up a specialty, something like that. I want one location I can go to, but it's great for the Pittsburgh area because we can come to several different locations to find you, which makes it more convenient for more people And to experience your services and and to be with the miracle worker and everything that you do. But explain to us a little bit as to why. What's the reason that you're dealing with several different vets? Why are you out of them?
1: Well, it makes it more convenient for people, first off. Uh, Secondly, and I may go from numbers to letters to whatever, depending on how I'm thinking. But, you know, secondly, it, it makes more vets aware of what we're doing. Um, uh, which is great. Uh, so we're uh, you know addressing that you know their clientele and their thought process and, and that sort of thing. Um, most importantly, uh, legally speaking, you know in the state of Pennsylvania, animal care falls under the veterinarian. So uh, you know different states are different. There are some states that states that have better you know better as far as you know chiropractors can do X Y Z without this, or they can do it in their offices. Uh, and then there are some states that are, are, are more harsh than Pennsylvania. So it, realistically, it is what it is, you know, and, and uh, it's the rules of the state. And, um, you know, we need to follow that and respect that. And that's what, uh, you know, the vets want. That's what the vet board wants. So it is what it is.
0: So I think, just talking about the business aspect that we were just saying, sometimes maybe vets are as being a business. I mean, you know me, I, I deal with a network of pet sitters. There's people that I trust I would refer to. And that's because I've gotten to know them and I know that they're actual professionals. But I sometimes I can't do it all alone. And I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, my God, comfort at home, we're going to take over all the pets. But I think when you're still dealing with that business aspect and what some vets could be thinking and why they don't want to refer is because, Oh my God, if I refer somebody over to this vet to go and see this chiropractor, then I'm losing my patient. Yeah, that's, I mean, vets are,
1: that, vets refer to other vets all the time, you know, and vets are referring to specialists all the time. I mean, I, I, vets, if a vet is thinking that way, then they have, you know, issues with their own securities and the insecurities in their own practice or whatever. I mean, people are switching vets. I have people that, you know, are, you know, that do breeding or whatever, and they may have a main vet close to their house, they may have a vet they go for for reproduction, you know, that kind of stuff, um, and, and really, you know, we're not, nobody's trying to, I mean, that would be unethical, and, right. and you're not going to, uh, we don't try to, you know, we're not doing at least purposely, a, a, and we really try to give our all and to be real, true, honest, compassionate people, so uh, getting back to the just trying to help, like, we don't want to, we want to work with a vet. Uh, you know, the client's vet. Um, we we want to work with the veterinary office. Uh, again, the, the law, you know, the verbiage in PA states, you know, that chiro- vets are allowed to work with chiropractors to enhance the quality of veterinary medicine. That's what we're trying to do. And it's, a, you know, so we are, are really try to go above beyond to really, you know, let people know that we're doing this, let the veterinary community know that we're doing this. And, the fa- and you can see it, you know, it, just with a quick glance uh it, it, you know, the, again, the vets, you know, the vets that don't pay attention to it or don't care or don't give it a t- the time of day because they think it's ludicrous. I mean, yeah. if you think that, too, wonderful. That's your prerogative. But really? if, you, if, if it is resonating with you or you're like, you know, this guy, you know, there's great it results hurt. here. It can't hurt. Why can't I try this? And the it? person looking at you, your doctor's looking at you like you have nine heads. And this happens with, you know, human medicine, too. You know, it doesn't mean they're right. It's just and I'm not
0: even saying they're wrong. It's just that it's their thought process. You yeah, know, but I, mean, I I deal with clients who their dog would have a tummy upset or something and I find out they're on antibiotics. I'm like, please give a probiotic, give some yogurt. Oh, I gotta check with my vet about it. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. yogurt. It's not your 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 dog is not gonna die giving it a little bit of yogurt. It's only gonna help, but please, yes, go ahead and check with well, your wait, vet
1: yeah be involved i mean that's yeah. a great thing but 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 also if you want to check with your vet about everything then don't be afraid to ask your vet questions right again, like the, right. when the vet is like you know oh i don't believe in chiropractic or i don't believe in the vitamins or i you know you don't uh, that probiotic stuff is stupid or whatever you know why are you what are you basing that on you know right. how much experience do you have with uh, with chiropractic or with I mean, even we're we're focusing on chiropractic, but, you know, vets, there have been vets that say, you know, you can't do, don't do anything else. Don't, you know, you need to immediately get an MRI, you know, don't try chiropractic, don't try massage, don't try
0: acupuncture. You can't walk your dog, leave them on on rest and they can't move. uh,
1: There's a testimonial floating around out there somewhere where a lady drove home so steamed. This was, you know, almost a direct quote from a vet. And, you know, she's driving home, and you know, the MRI place is calling her to schedule. She was so PO'd on the way home. She looked us up. She found us. You know, her dog, and the dog's name was Toby, I believe. The testimony was out there somewhere, was, was uh, you know, better within, you know, a month and a half. Never had to have surgery. Never had to have an MRI. You know, and that, that person was told, you, you know, you're – basically, she left the office feeling like she was a bad parent because she didn't right. listen to the almighty. Because the almighty yeah. – you know, knew everything, and, and, and she was a horrible person unless she immediately rushed and got the MRI, unless she immediately rushed to have the surgery. And, I mean, what is what is wrong with these people, you know, sure. on both ends? Like, that sure. might happen to me once, you know, but I, I certainly wouldn't, I would actively then look for somebody and almost interview, like, why wait till it's an emergency? Right. Interview, how do you guys handle this, and what about this, and how do you feel about holistic uh, things. And what yeah, if and I have an idea? Will, will the vet listen to me? Will the vet respect my opinion? Will the vet have a conversation with me? You know, if the answer is no, then
0: hang on the phone and call somebody else. You know yeah, I and, mean, a, and a lot of the times to get some of these tests run or to get scheduled for a surgery, you're looking at the specialty vets around here are months behind on everything. So, Okay, your dog's sitting at home suffering, and you're kind of suffering because you're dealing with all of this and you're prepped in pain. Why not try something while you're waiting? And and if it works, exactly. great. Why not Why not go and see you know Dr. Mike and and get some relaxation, get some laser therapy done, get some massage done, get some acupressure done? while you gotta wait? Because you gotta wait anyways. Yeah, but if it starts to help, why the, why the fuck? Why not? <laughs> exactly. Why. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes uh, strong words are are required, you know, for for things like this, you know, so, but, or why not just ask, well, what are you basing that on? Right. Well, you know, chiropractic, you know, there was somebody that did a study and, uh, you know, for IVDD, and that's the worst thing, the worst thing, the worst thing. There's only one, one cure. Yeah. We've helped so many cases with IVDD. That's like, you know, I mean, that's like saying, you know, and again, you take, think about a human. So every human that has a compressed disc or arthritis in their back, you know, needs to automatically be rushed to surgery. What is, and here's a, is the, this is the key point. Who holds the keys to the bank? At, uh, you know, the keys to the payment is the insurance companies when it comes to people. So, you know, the so there's a buffer. And uh, granted, there are insurance companies, you know, for animals nowadays, but there's a buffer. So, you know, the doctor may you know, or the surgeon may say, yeah, hey, I'd love to do some surgery on you, you know, and bill the $30,000 or whatever it is. And the insurance company to be like, hold on, bub, you know, why don't mm-hmm. we try some physical therapy first? Why don't we try to go to the chiropractor first? Why don't you even try some acupuncture first? Or they'll make somebody wait. You have to wait and kind of be in pain for X amount of time. Right? You know, because there's that middleman in there it's, it's not the same. It's like, well, the vet said so, so I have to do it. And it's like, why don't you go see another vet and get another opinion? You know? Uh, or why don't you ask your vet? Well, I heard about this Dr. Capco guy. Oh no. Oh, that's a, uh, he's a chiropractor. Oh, you can't have manipulation. He doesn't manipulate. He does like body work and he does like acupressure and he's got really great results. And well, how's that going to help? Right. Well, you know, but you're. I'm. I'm going home with a bag full of meds. What are they? For? Anti-inflammatories, painkillers, muscle right. relaxers.
0: And what's that it's doing to like, the body?
1: Yeah. So what are we gonna? How's it gonna help? We're we're gonna try to we're gonna try to open up what I call nature's pharmacy. So we're gonna try to get the body to produce its own painkillers and to produce its own anti-inflammatories and produce its own muscle relaxers, uh, that that may help this case get better or that may have it. Like we've seen and I've done this with people too, like if you, surgery, say a case needs surgery. So, okay, we're doing surgery, it's scheduled, uh, you know, two months away or a month away or whatever. Why wouldn't you, surgery is a controlled trauma. So it, simply put, if you're at your normal, if you're a hundred percent, and again, this goes for people and pets and you hurt yourself, you hurt your knee and you need surgery and you're at 50%. So you're, you're at 50%, you know, you know, when you go in to have surgery. Why wouldn't you do some kind of therapy for yourself to help balance and help stimulate and help? So, you know, because you're at 50% and you have surgery, that's going to drop you to 30%, 20%, and then you've got a, a steeper hill to climb post-surgical. Well, Why wouldn't you go in, let's do some therapy, let's balance yeah. the muscles, let's yeah. make sure that your back isn't in spasm, let's take the pressure off of your other leg? And this goes for... Uh, you know, the Great Dane to the bull, to the chicken, to the horse, to the
0: cat, you know, to the chihuahua, to the grandma. That's the part that I think is, is so funny because they'll rush into surgery. But after surgery, no matter if you're human or pet, you have to have rehabilitation afterwards. So they say like, even with a CCL tear and they do, you know, the you know, surgery for that, that you start the dog out slowly, they can go on a water treadmill, do this, do that. Half of the time, these people are finding you anyways, after the fact, and you're helping to rehabilitate afterwards. But there's good work you can be doing beforehand. Right? There's a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we
1: never, you know, you and I are just talking right now, we're talking about everything, you know, and we're talking about you know, uh, thought processes and we're talking about the good, we're talking about the bad, you know, there's, there's always, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, but unless it's an absolute life or death emergency, then why wouldn't you try something that's reasonable and non-invasive first and, or, and if that doesn't work, then why wouldn't you say, okay, hey, we really, this, this ligament is torn, you know, whatever, or this hip is arthritic or blah, 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 we want to do this. Why wouldn't you then do some rehab to try to get yourself healthier before right. your pet healthier, your family members healthier before they go in and do the controlled trauma? And then after, they're going to recover right. a lot. You know, that's why, quote unquote, the other leg goes because yep. the animal innately, again, we're working he with innately. Innate yeah, they're confident, they're, and they're then they end up, you know, they may because end up, that
0: one's not strong enough, and yeah, the and other one's weak. If, yeah.
1: and even if the surgery goes well, then that animal could always be putting more pressure on the other three legs. And just simply right. put, if you you know, if each leg's supposed to handle 25%, and this is just a simple analogy, and, and the animal hurts a leg, so the each leg can only handle 25%, that's it, so it hurts a leg. And that leg is only doing 10%. That means that that 15% is getting thrown either over into the good leg or it's getting spread out into the other legs. Right. The body does best for a period of time. And then one other leg starts to break down. So then there's more force going into the other good legs and good legs. Right. And then the good leg breaks down. It's like, you know, I just, it's a head scratching. Like why mm-hmm. people are so accepting of, uh, well, hey, I respect my doctor. And they said, don't yeah. go to the chiropractor. And, you know, the
0: trauma that's yeah. going to fix everything and you're never going to have a problem again. Wow. And and that's the part that just kills me, that you're never going to have a problem again, because what they're not realizing is the onset arthritis is going to set in there. You know, that doesn't mean that no trauma is going to come from that. But we've been talking a lot, um, just because I think me and you see a lot of this with, you know, the legs. And you were talking about internally. I've sent clients to you with IBD issues, with internal issues where the animals had severe diarrhea. Their, you know, intestines just don't seem to be working right. They're having a problem. Talk to me a little bit about how you help with internal issues such as, it's, such as it's, that. It's,
1: it's, it's your nervous system is like a giant fuse box so everybody whether you're a renter whether you know about home improvements or you don't you know everybody knows what the fuse box is and most people have had a you know a blown porch light or a blown you know you put the microwave on and the hair dryer and the fuse blows so the in getting back to the key point and the key essence of our work and is that it's all about the nervous system so the nervous system is responsible for pain And function, we have far more nerves of function than we have nerves of pain, which means that, you know, a patient can be malfunctioning for a a long period of time and not know it. Um, So just because, oh, my God, this happened Uh, uh, today, uh, the dog got off the couch or my husband was shoveling snow and he blew his back out you know, chances are there was something brewing prior to that, unless there was a very specific incident, you know, car accident, I fell on my butt, you know, and now my back hurts, you know, that you could correlate a specific trauma to, you know, a specific incident. Most of the time, something was brewing prior to, which gets into the point of why wouldn't you get checked when you're feeling good versus feeling bad? You know, that's another topic, you know,
0: but
1: the internal stuff, if, if, There's your your brain sends messages through this giant tube called your nervous system, or called your spinal cord, and then out through other tubes that is your peripheral nervous system that connects to things. So your stomach, if you have a stomach ache, that is sending strain, you know, different messages to your brain. Your brain is interpreting that and then and then deciding how to reply. So if you have any kind of blockages along the way. When I say blockages, I mean an imbalance or a miscommunication or a blown fuse to get back to my analogy. If you pick up, so the, the nerves in the lower thoracic lumbar pelvis relate to digestion, elimination, reproduction, you know, those kinds of things. So if you have a, like I've had cases in the past of, uh, with bladder incontinence, bound bladder incontinence, pelvis. Yeah. Uh, you know, working with the vets, obviously, all these cases that I'm referring to where we were working with vets uh, and we, you know, went back and forth with the vets doing the bladder testing and the meds and that kind of stuff. But you know, there was a lab that I'm thinking of that uh, her left pelvis was out. So if you think about your pelvis uh you know, it's like a basketball hoop and it goes for men and women too, but the animals is almost, is in a different, you know, uh, you line, so to speak. Um there's a mesh there that everything's just kind of sitting in. So if you, if you twist one of those wheels or one side of the pelvis, it's going to torque everything in there. And that's going to send goofy messages to the brain, and the brain's going to send goofy messages back, and it's going to either overreact or underreact to what's cooking. So if we're able to – if we can find something – I mean, sometimes it's just the stomach. But, you know, and I'm just trying to be basic. It's, the nervous system is always involved. No matter what, because if your nervous system isn't involved, you're dead, or you're you know you're you're gonna die. You know, so the nervous system is always involved to some extent. It's just more or less. How does the nervous system?
0: People Uh. look at me like I'm like I'm crazy sometimes when I have a client who their dog has had to have three surgeries now. I think for um, stones, kidney stones, and they've had to have the surgery get this removed. They're on a special prescription diet, which. That's a whole other subject for me with these prescription diets and stuff. Um, but the dog keeps getting them. I'm like, you need to go and see Dr. Mike. Go and see the doggy chiro. And they look at me and they're like, how's the doggy chiropractor going to help with my kidney stones? How's the doggy chiropractor going to help with my my animal being on prescription diets because of IBD or IBS? or? Well, that's the thing. The same as the beach.
1: You know, you have a mile-long beach. That's chiropractic, the sand. And, you know, they're, they're thinking of two grains of sand is what chiropractic is, yeah. you know, so they don't, they don't have an understanding of, of what chiropractic is, and or a holistic thought process. And that's really, you know, something lost in, in society, because if you're able to take care of yourself more, then you're not a lifelong customer. And therefore, some of these industries, you know, won't make as much money, you know, getting into that kind of a thought process. But, Realistically, you know th- those. You're still going to need to do some of that stuff, you know. Sometimes, but we should all take more responsibility for our our own personal health, and, and we should all realize how important, for example, the immune system is nowadays. That should be smacking people in the head, uh, you know. Vitamin D, zinc, you know, et cetera. Some of these things that we need, you know, more that are vital uh, that you don't hear about on, you know, in some of our mainstream uh, outlets, you know, you have to go look for that stuff yourself. Or sometimes it's actually even being censored, you know. But that's uh, we could talk about that for a week, you know. Do podcasts on that for a year, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it's people aren't, you know, they're thinking uh, they're thinking caveman or cave women. It's very mm. simple, very basic. Oh, go go go, chiropractor, just just adjust. Uh, what's that going to do? It really, it, you know, if it, why don't you look into it and see? Why don't you make a phone call? Like, we have, I like to, whether I get a referral from a vet or not, I've had cases in the past where, you know, I was like, eh, you know, I don't think we're, we're right for you. Or, or I've had a referral mm-hmm. from a vet that they thought it was a radiculopathy, you know, which is a nerve issue from the neck, and it was a front leg issue. It ended up being a bone tumor, you know? And, and so they, they sent the case to us, and, you know, we saw the case, and the vet happened to be in the office that day, you know, and I was like, look, you know, I'm getting all these massive red flags and, and. Uh, you know, I think we need to do X-rays here. You should, you know, maybe consider that. I don't really want to touch this area. I'm going to maybe work around it. But this dog is in, and his dog had a bone tumor in his shoulder. You know, um, we had a case once that was referred to us. This was years ago. That similar, they had a broken legs. You know, I mean, they, they saw the mm-hmm. vet. The vet, you know, was like, ah, oh, your dog, blah blah blah. They didn't see a trauma, so they put it on meds. Da 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 da. You know, I started doing you know my thing and just checking and the dog a lot of red flags a lot of pain Uh, there's you know there's a difference between uncomfort and pain or discomfort and pain and what is this is weird and i was like this there's something weird going on you maybe you know so they went to see the vet that was in the office uh and uh they took an x-ray the dog had a broken leg we had a german shepherd once they came to me and the dog was really sensitive with its like, like overly, it just was, again, red flags that right. any, this is the thing is it seems like the vets, the, you know, they think that, you know, how could the lowly chiropractor know anything and right. they're not going to do and whatever. And, and again, we're, you know, we're working, like, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm not going to step outside. him out of line. I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. And that's why I don't manipulate because right. I think, that manipulation isn't the best approach. Is it an okay approach? May it solve a problem from time to time? Yes. But is it the best approach? Is it the, on consistently safest? Are you going to get the, you know, more of your problems solved? In my experience, that answer was no. So I started looking for other things. We had a, a German Shepherd super, super sensitive about its tail, like, like crazy. We had The the vet that I was working with that day, you know, he had some time. They x-rayed that dog right then and there. And we found out that the dog was just being a baby, like shepherds can be. But, you know, we ruled that out. But I'm not going to see anything. And this should be any practitioner that's worth their salt. You know, they, you know, I mean, you can hurt somebody with a pencil. I could take a pencil off off my desk and stick it in my eyeball right now. And that would be bad, you know. So it's... It, right. You want to you know, work with people in all aspects of your life, especially people that you're paying to provide a service that, that are going to give you the right advice or give you their best advice and that uh, have your best interest in mind, which is what? Not what I have told you that this is your only option. Mm-hmm. How dare you talk to me about a vitamin or I don't believe in acupuncture. I don't believe in physical therapy or god forbid chiropractic what's that going to do i mean give me a break
0: yeah you know? yeah i sit here and laugh because the right. same thing happens on my end because i have so many clients i see so many different things and at times i'll go to a client and be like i really think this is what's wrong with your dog this is what's happening go back to your vet and the second they tell their vet oh my pet sitter said this it's, it's like i'm a joke like who is she she doesn't have this I've seen it. Can, it it's not going to hurt you to double check it and pass because let's be honest, like you even said there's certain cases you won't take on or can't take on or we're all human. We can make mistakes. I mean, I, I barely ever make a mistake and I'm sure you're the same way, but there could always be a 1% chance that a mistake is made. I think if we have a whole village and I, I truly feel it takes a whole village to raise what we have coming out in this world. So it's coming, but
1: the people, meaning society,
0: uh, you, know, so,
1: you know, there are people that are, you know, quote, unquote, waking up, you know, and, you know, thinking more for themselves. And even, like, we had a referral. Uh, there was a lady that the vet diagnosed with a torn uh, ligament and, you know, made the recommendations. And, and really, this is what, you know, people, vets have to follow a set protocol or thought process so you know I'm not and they are like they can't say uh you know go out into the woods and smoke a tree branch and light you know and sit underneath a crystal and you know chant and dance around now for some people that might work but if they put that in their notes and that dog gets hurt and then they call and they get investigated you know they have to their protocol they have set protocols that they have to at least consider you know but so you can say, okay, uh, you know, uh, Josie came to me and had, uh, you know, was limping and, you know, so of course we recommended surgery and a possible MRI and we gave anti-inflammatories and, you know, the person asked for other holistic options. Uh, so, you know, we we, uh, we said, uh, you know, a possible referral to Dr. Stavko, you know. I mean, so it can, it doesn't just have to be the first two things, the surgery and the MRI. I mean, it, legally speaking, they have to cover their butt because, if that person says, Oh, well, you know, my dog had a uh, limp and and they didn't, you know, and then the, right. you know, the investigators gonna come or their board's gonna come and say, What the hell are you? You know, you this dog came in with horrible pain and couldn't put any pressure on it and you didn't recommend surgery, like what's what's wrong with you? You know? But so, I
0: think a lot of things is every every animal as well as every person is different. I react to medications different than you know, my husband does or than you might. So, I mean, I think the same thing goes for every animal. And I think sometimes all these animals, they come in with, okay, you have diarrhea. Well, that could mean 20 different things, but I think they're put into certain boxes. And I mean, you know, recently I, we just had an issue with Cheerio. His nose ended up getting swollen up. And the first thing was that they, they checked it and they're like, oh my God, he's got nasal cancer. And I'm thinking I was a mess over the whole thing. I talked to you about it. And we got him on an antibiotic, and just what I said, like, this is a Cybal dog. (laughs) The Cybal dogs never fit into a box. We're always, like, way far outside the box. Like, something weird always happens with my dog. Everything's gone down with him. So we really don't think now at this particular point it is a nasal cancer. We think it was just a cyst. We think he got bit. He is very allergic to bug bites, things like that. But I think that sometimes you're just put into this box, and this is what the normal is. And sometimes I, I think a lot of people don't want to go outside their comfort zone and outside that box that well, they're, they're using
1: putting everything in. Also, they want to put the responsibility Uh, And I say it again, with all due respect, I mean, I'm as you hopefully everybody can Mm -hmm. figure out and, you know, I I love uh, working with people, I have a great passion for this, I want to help. But it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, okay, well, the dog, right, the dog has cancer. And, you know, this is what's happening. And this is, you know, this is the only thing we can do, or we have to put the dog down or, you know, the dog woke up and it can't walk the right way. And uh, what do we can't afford the $12,000 surgery, so we got to kill the dog, you know. And it's like, it's a lot of, uh, you know, t- take a second. Again, you, you get an animal. You know, you are, I get that there are some cases that you have to make those horrible, horrible decisions. I've seen it you know, with puppies and I've seen it with older animals and whatever. But, you know, you, you have, you're going to have to make possibly hard decisions. And that may be six months after you get the animal. That may be when they're 16 years old. You know, but it's a responsibility and at least, you know, take a step back and and you know, talk to your friends. Put the word out there. Uh, do some research on your own so that you can have a dialogue with the doctor and maybe, you know, check their work a little bit or say, okay, doc, you know, I get your recommended surgery. You recommend an MRI. You know, what about uh, turmeric? What about uh, some kind of a natural anti-inflammatory? What about CBD? What about oil. massage? What about... Uh, what about this? What about that? Oh, you know, a CBD, uh, that's blah, 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 you know, or whatever. And it's like, okay, okay, so why are you saying that? Well, there haven't been enough studies on blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? The XYZ prescription drugs, probably your top three prescription drugs, there's oh, really? tons of studies on those, and there are a, le- a lengthy list of horrific side effects that are possible, yet you're giving those out like candy. So right. Why <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, but, you you know, see you... you you, you're you're not gonna you know give out uh, a CBD oil unless it comes from the salesman from the company that says you know right. this or that or we've done this like are they're taking the word for it of the company that you know these companies that are making a product what are they doing they're trying to sell a product you know and they're trying to make a profit on a product right and so, it's their job to sell that product exactly so it just falls you know it's not necessarily the veterinarians' fault that they think this way it's the system. You know, it's like, right. don't hate the player, hate the game, you know, as right. they say. I mean, so we're the ones, you know, the individuals by not, you know, not just blindly accepting that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Like asking questions. questions. Always ask yeah. questions.
1: Yeah. And then make sure, and then it, make sure if you, that you feel good about your decision. Now you may be looking at, it's hard to feel good when you're thinking about putting your dog down or your dog has cancer or you got to take an eyeball out or they're going to lose a leg or you know some of the horrible horrible things and really these vets are you know they're dealing with you know the, some of the highs and the lows and you know I mean God yeah. bless them and it's it's a really a wonderful wonderful profession but I think that it, it it's, for some of them it wears them down and or they get so caught up in the things that that are generating uh, you know uh, uh, income and they get so you know the high and mighty like the God complex you know that they forget about maybe the reasons why they wanted to be a vet when they were 15 years old, you know, or, you know, how they felt, you know, when they, uh, you know, got into, and that is really that calling from the soul. Yeah. Yeah. The calling from the soul is really where you have to stay. And if you stay there, then you're always going to give the best advice and you're not going to be afraid or ignorant. You know, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know about that or, uh, what do you think about this, doctor? What do you think about this procedure? I don't know. you know. Or right. I, what do you think about – I had somebody call me and ask me about meds. I'm like, that's not my thing. I'm not a vet. I can't answer <laughs> uh, that question. I get those things you know, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, friendly advice, like, hey, look – hey, here's the drug. I'll look it up. But uh, guess what? The the ataxia, I mean, it's just trouble walking. The lethargy, you know, these are the first two side effects of that drug that you just mentioned to me. Right. So maybe you need to call your vet and tell them that you're experiencing this and they can make a better decision for you.
0: Change so, medications I mean, or do something else to help prevent.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, but the vets, they don't have to be afraid of people like us or, or somebody on the outside, right. you know, like what do they have to worry about, the pets that are giving, the, you know, to somebody some friendly advice. I mean, I'd rather you give me advice than, uh, than you know, some, than, I mean, you know more than the average bear as you should. You know, and then, uh, you know, Joe Blow, uh, you know, somebody chewing bubble gum at the local pet store that, uh, you know, twirling their hair and worried about, you know, if their boyfriend uh, saw their TikTok video. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, it's just these are the things that but, you know, so gradually, like I had a vet the other day that that, you know, the lady asked for a referral. Uh, he didn't know us. Uh, what did he do? He sent me an email. And he was like, look, they want a referral. Like I have no, what are you gonna do? You know, and he wasn't. Just as a matter of fact, what are you gonna do for this case? So guess what I said? I said we're gonna do exactly what you would try to do naturally. We're gonna try to relax the muscle spasm. We're gonna try to get the nervous system thinking about healing. We're gonna try to loosen up the back. Uh, We're gonna try to get blood flowing into that into the muscles in that area. Ligaments do not have a good blood supply, but if you can align things up the right way, and I don't mean with like an adjustment. I mean, like if you think about when a doctor, you break a bone and the doctor sets the bone. I mean, if if the body can heal a broken bone, then why... Why does can a ligament not heal on its own? That's exactly. a falsehood. That you it, you, exactly. you the ligament
0: can heal on its own. It's going to heal. with Animals are amazing issues. with healing, and it's such a shorter time than it is with humans. Yes. So I replied to this vet,
1: you know, as, you, you know, it just was my best answer. And he sent the referral. He was like, "Thank you so much, you know, and you know, get, let me know how it goes." So you know, he didn't he didn't know, but being a so good, you were able to educate he, him. Yeah. Yeah, this, but, but, but not even me. He was was compassionate enough and uh, thoughtful enough and cared enough about this case to say, you know, let me at least check in with this guy or this these people and let's see what they have to say. I mean, if if he didn't like what I had to say, he didn't have to give the referral. If the vet doesn't give the referral, we don't take we the case, right. or we say, look, we can't. We, you need to get another opinion. You know, we can't yeah. see you. Um, so, you, you know, it's. I just you know again, just how the practice was built, yeah. and the gradual results, people getting familiar, you know uh, trying to do your best to do the right thing, knowing that we have zero chance of causing harm, we're not twisting, we're not pulling, you know, getting back to you know what we started this with, which was you know veterinary quote unquote veterinary chiropractic versus going to see a chiropractor that works on animals right. um you know, we don't do the uh, – and, again, with the knee that's uh, – like, say, that, again, getting back to this knee thing, but this can go, you know, for the people that are listening, we, this can – any of these examples that we use today can be used on really anything, and I, the front end, the neck, et cetera. Like, if even if there is something out, it's being pulled out by muscles. It's being controlled by nerves. So the our technique goes – the essence of what we do is we're trying to reprogram the nerve. And, and aside, and a and a and a lucky part of that is that we're also doing some therapeutic, uh, mobile, very light mobilization, stimulating acupuncture points, relaxing muscles. Sometimes you need more than just the 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 whack 'em, crack 'em, you know, kind well, of stuff. Yeah, well, let me, um, And again, I'm a chiropractor. I love chiropractic, obviously, <laughs> but I, that's not it's not my favorite approach you know, for animals, for, you know, all the reasons we've discussed already.
0: Well, let me ask you this for some of our listeners, because I know when I deal with certain things, age is always an issue and a problem. And I know that I had a client who their puppy did, it was a partial tear. They wanted to do the surgery. They didn't want to listen to anything else, yada, yada. Well, the surgery was postponed forever because growth plates were still in place. This was a larger dog. So when we're dealing with somebody coming to you and dealing with chiropractic or the holistic approach you do, there there really isn't. I mean, because everything you do is non-invasive. So age really ain't nothing but a number for you, right? Like as Leah was saying. Yeah, I mean,
1: when <laughs> they, you know, people say, oh, you just have an old dog, you know, I mean, that's just, or, hey, they're just old. I mean- that is a, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Like, you know, sometimes I'll think if I have somebody that you know, brings me a 14 year old dog, that's been going downhill for the past five years, you know, they're never going to act like they did when they were three, but it doesn't mean that we can't try to, I mean, sometimes the worst, yeah, the worst that we're able to do is to slow the progression uh, down, you know, so things are still headed down but they're not headed down as fast or we may you know go in the positive direction for a little bit and then head down you know downwards uh, you know so um very rarely you know can we do nothing at all whatsoever and again because it's we're really revitalizing the body and we're trying to bring vitality back i don't care if that dog is seven months or 17 um you know there's so age age is a factor realistically for the owner. Like sometimes you have to be, you know, they, they love this dog. This dog's been their best friend and a family member, and the dog's getting old, and they don't understand why, you know, uh, Chloe can't, you know, walk as good as she could. You know, it's like, well, she probably has a ton of arthritis. She might have hip dysplasia. She mm-hmm. probably has some compressed discs in her back. Like we're not going to get as good a results as if we saw her when she was two. I mean, that mm-hmm. goes with anybody, Right. you know? You see these athletes, you know, these you know, old professional football players, they look like monsters when they were back in the day. And then they're doing, you know, sports casting now. They look like, you know, the old, the old version of them could have eaten the new version of them. I mean, we, we lose muscle mass. We lose size. You could exercise as much. You could do all those things. You're not going to – even the, the healthiest of us that, that can have everything they want, you know, you're, you're not going to be as good as you were when you were younger. I mean, you're, you're going to do the best that you can – with where you're at, and that goes for animals, it goes for any of us infants, it goes for, you know, grown-ups, teenagers, etc. So the idea is, and because, you know, we, we, do the, we, do the, we take the case, we do our thing, we talk to everybody personally and do the intakes. If we decide we can help, we schedule. Once we, you know, make sure we have all of our, our boxes checked as far as the state of Pennsylvania, we see the case we, you know, do the intake again, we do the visit, we do uh, a consultation after. So it's like an intro consultation, treatment, outro consultation, we'll say, hey, uh, we think we can help. Let's start with four visits once a week, we'll see where we land here. And so it's a basic, you know, it's not like, oh, hey, you got to come in 50 times, or hey, you got to come in tomorrow. I mean, uh, and really, if we're not getting results, like I've heard of, you know, people going around and seeing chiropractors, and they just, you know, they're going in every week and every week and every week. And you, know, exactly. and, yeah, and, you know, ideally, there may be some cases that respond from that or some cases that might need that from time to time. But an ethical, I want to see all of my patients, two-legged, four-legged, or otherwise, as little as possible, you know. And, uh, you know, so the idea is you try to get things going then you try to get the body. We're trying to get the body to heal on its own. Like we're, we're just trying to remove some blockages and, and imbalances so that the body can do its own innate, natural, universal, God-given, however you'd like to think about it, things. And then we want to do a little tune-up from time to time. Now, time to time might mean monthly. It might mean every 12 weeks. It might mean twice a year. It might mean every other week. It might mean weekly for a little while. Right. But the idea, is you're doing the, you know, there's no reason after a year. You know, uh, there's a very little reason. I I hate to be absolute because it's hard to be absolute about anything. There's very little reason after a year to be seeing a dog once a week. That means that I'm not not doing, I'm missing something. But that happens very rarely with our practice because we are addressing nerves, joints, blood, muscles, acupuncture, acupressure points, you know, that kind of stuff. So we're addressing you could adjust all you want to and this I tell people this a lot if the nervous system if you could pop that vertebrae back in you could loosen that muscle you could stimulate those meridian points with acupressure uh, if the nervous system still thinks quote unquote that that muscle needs to be tight or that vertebrae needs to be out it's going to get it's going to pull out again so you need to address both if you if you don't address the nervous system you're not going to get anywhere right. and that's the bottom line cuz that's the, that is your command center so you know, we want to say, oh, it's a torn ligament. Oh, it's a, it's a stomach ache or oh, it's a this and that. Okay. How is then what, how is the body, how is the nervous system responding to that? And can we get it to do a better job? And if we can get it to do a better job, let's see what kind of results that we can get. Um, and that's, you know, pre-surgery, post-surgery, six months old, 16 years old, the nervous, and that human, animal, everything. Like, that's a constant. It's all about the nervous system, really. And that's what Traditional medicine, uh, you know, gas. Sometimes
0: overlooked. Yeah, sometimes overlooked. They,
1: they, don't, they don't mention it. They want, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what's the, what's the diagnosis? And I'm like, first off, I can't diagnose because I'm not a veterinarian. I, I can, I do my thing, I, you know, and I've been used as an expert by the state of PA before to answer questions, et cetera. And I was telling these guys, these reps from the state of PA, like, the, you know, I give findings. You know, so we're, the dog comes in with a sore back. So I'm not telling the, hey, you have a, this is a blown disc or this is a that. I I do my thing. We give findings based on what we are able to do that is it. You know, we're not like, we have people say, oh, can you put a diagnosis on the insurance? No, we can't. You know, you, you got to get the diagnosis from your vet. I'm very happy to kind of bow to the vets or to acknowledge the vets because that. Is the way that it should be, but it can go both ways. You know, it's like an old, you know, there's this old kind of thought process, like, oh, well, you know, Dr. Dr. X uh, is, you know, treating you know dogs in his parking lot of his chiropractic office after hours on a Tuesday night. You know, and I think and that is where and, and you know, maybe they may be doing it out of the goodness of their heart, maybe they're doing it to make a little extra money, you know, but I think that's where the stigma uh, comes yeah. from. And, um, you know, like I've seen videos. There was a guy, you know, in his flip-flops, you know, treating a horse, you know, like or he's at the golf course and he's, he's literally videoing this. I'm like, how the hell is this guy not going to get investigated, you know, by the <laughs> state? But, he, you know, he's at the golf course and he's showing about how much he cares about the animals, whatever. He's adjusting, you know, this dog out of, the, out of his car at the, the golf course. Now, granted, I've adjusted dogs and cars in the veterinary parking lot. Right. You know, when the owner either couldn't bring the dog in, or the owner or couldn't, the you dog know, too out.
0: uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I've, 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 I've had, had that, that issue with mine.
1: It, it gives a it gives us a bad name. Or if I've right. gone to expos, you know, they're like, "Oh, can you do a demo? And can you, you know, can you can you adjust some animals and whatever?" I'm like, "You don't see the orthopedic surgeon, you know, going <laughs> and, and you know can I having sit a crowd surgery, and, yeah, and, and doing you know whatever." I'm like, "This isn't you know, we're not a carnival act, you know, here." It's, so I think that, you know, the the passion that chiropractors have and because of, you know, some of the BS that we've had to deal with over the years, you know, that we, we want to try harder. And, and that's a good thing. But I think sometimes it, it comes off bad. Like, I literally watched this guy's videos and my stomach. I, I had I got nauseous. You know, I'm like, Oh, my God, like, this is the reason why all this BS happens is because of stuff like this. So, yeah. I you know, when I first came to Pennsylvania. You know, you think, well, I'm a chiropractor and I can adjust and I can do everything. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a pill to swallow uh, because you don't, the rules in, aren't like right in your face. So you think, okay, I can start adjusting, and then you, you find out real quick that it's not cool. You know, with certain, uh, you know, um, members uh, of the veterinary community and then maybe the vet board. And that's, and so you got to prove yourself. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, it is what it is. And the quicker that I found that the more that I accepted that and the more that I became a team player, it's like, how can I ask them, you know, to, to, to accept me and to, to, to do something that I'm not doing for them, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, so I decided it had to start, come from me and start from me. And because of that, and once I started making those shifts, uh, now, granted, it, it took some, some learning, you know, and some, and some research, etc. cetera. But, um, you know, it's, it's just become better and better and better. I mean, we get referrals from vets every single week. Uh, and, um, you know, we are more accepted than we ever have been. And, we, and what does that mean? It means that we're helping more animals. Right. You know, and, right. um, and or we're giving. And again, what does the vet want? What does the owner want? They want the damn dog to get better. They want the cat to get better. They want to help, you know, help. even the surgeon that's the, the rec. Hey, you, you need surgery. The surgery is your only option. This is, In their heart, that's what they believe, you know? Yeah. So how, what do we do? It's really comes from the client that says, look, I want to go see this guy. Like, and people forget this. You are in charge of your own animal's care. And I you, you know, need to a, be a voice for your like, look. I want to go see this person, like, there's, you know, you, what are you saying? Oh, he, he manipulates, or he doesn't have vets. That's bullshit, if you excuse my friends. Like, look at his website. Like, he does have vets. He doesn't manipulate. Like, everything you're saying is wrong. Like, you're, right. you're, you're putting me off. Like, this guy has all these great reviews of his practice. These people have wonderful things to say about him. He's honest. He's ethical. He's been practicing for a long time. He follows the laws in the state of PA. Like, like it's the like i want you to do this for me like there's no reason why you cannot based on the information and if you can't take the 10 seconds to look at this person's website and you know then you know why am i here essentially yeah. and uh you know and that and we've had people do that and we've had vets be standoffish and we just started getting referrals from a local practice that historically you know they were jag off to us for a while and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I you know, I, I met a vet and worked with a vet on an equine case that happens to know, and I don't know if they talked or whatever, but it was, you know, we talked and we had a good meeting and I helped, I worked with her to help the case. And then miraculously, somebody that they know, you know, they, 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 we got a referral from them and I almost fell out of my chair, you know? So, <laughs> it, and then we've gotten two from them so far. So mm, it's some, yeah. um, you know, it's really the people Uh, And, you know, we're chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Now, there are some that just, you know, they won't. And that's their prerogative. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we tell the people, hey, we can't see you. We need a bad, you know, have to get a second opinion, you know, that kind of thing. So but luckily, that happens very, very, very rarely nowadays, um, which is which is a plus.
0: Well, Mike, I'm I'm so glad you're able to, you know, be on here with us just letting us know what you do giving us another alternative um one last question before i have you give everybody all your information so they can get in contact with you um i know a big part of everything when we're dealing with our pets is cost so i just want to ask you um do you take insurance how does that kind of work with your practice and so that people aren't thinking like "I'm, i'm spending all this money on you know, a doggy
1: chiropractor. So, well, okay, it's decided on a case by case basis, and that's why we do the intakes uh, personally. Um, you know, so if it's a large dog that's going to try to uh, bite my face off, and that uh, you know is in a ten out of the ten pain and that can't walk, you know that that especially initial visit and you know some of the follow up visits may be more than you know if it's a loving uh, golden or a loving uh, dachshund that, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, can't lift its head up, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's case by case. I mean, we could have a small dog that, uh, you know, we schedule more than a larger dog. So there's a lot of factors. And that's really better. Instead of just having a baseline, it's better for the client, because it's just based on, you know, how long is it going to take? What are we getting into? What's the medical history? So that's why when people call, they're talking to one of the doctors. And we, you know, we, we, we make our best recommendation and we're also very fair. We could quote somebody X and we could say, if it doesn't take as long, if it's easier, we don't, you know, I'd rather have happy people than make the extra 50 bucks or something. Again, I don't, I don't ever think that way. We don't, I don't think business ever at all, you know, so I know. I know. It's, it's about, uh, I mean, business as far as general. administratively, you know, like, oh, well, we want to make sure we, you know, the make sure we're doing right by the clients, but so it's a case by case basis. Um, if we take a case, we usually start with once a week, uh, you know, and and then once we get the ball rolling, we go every other week, we go every third week, we go every fourth week. Uh, and that's, again, just a general outline to, to, it's usually uh, pennies, you know, uh, compared to, you know, what they would be looking at otherwise. Uh, and we're doing it naturally with really no side effects. There can be what we call a healing reaction. Uh, and that is like a soreness after exercise or a soreness after somebody does therapy yeah. or something. But because we're not yanking, twisting, popping, jerking, you know the case we're not doing any of that, you know manipulative, kind of harsher, even if you the smooth,est most finesse chiropractor on the
0: planet, um, it, it's not the same when it comes to animals. And there's and, not uh, extra fees because I know when people schedule for a vet, Okay, this is the vet cost, but then you have all these medications yes. and these press, so it's just, you know, we one. Fee. To,
1: yeah, there's one fee. Sorry to interrupt you there. There's one. If if we quote somebody and we run long, that's on us. We don't say, oh, we we told you it was going to be fifty bucks today, but you know we ran longer, so it's going to be one hundred and fifty bucks today. I mean, so right. everybody. Nobody walks in the door. Now, whether they pay attention or not, sometimes people forget, you know, but nobody walks in the door without knowing exactly what to expect on that first visit and on a subsequent visit. So we don't want anybody there that doesn't understand what's happening or that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't, isn't aware of of our our way. So there isn't like a... Uh, you know, uh, you know, a half-assed intake. Like, okay, when you want to come in? All right, we can see you in two weeks. You'll see Dr. Savko. That'll be an hour-long visit. It'll be this much money. Okay, thanks. You know, I mean, they're, you know, we're talking to people, you know, like I said, before I talked to you, I talked to somebody for 45 minutes. Right. Uh, and that was just out of the goodness of my heart. I didn't, you know, they did end up scheduling, but you know, whether, if they didn't schedule, then hopefully they would remember that I was a nice person, you know, and most people do. Mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah, no, and I appreciate you taking all the time today to talk to me and our listeners and get the word out here of, you know, different things that you do, and that you're actually one of these caring people who are willing to take the time to deal with your clients. I know I've, I've texted you with issues and videos with issues that I've dealt with. And it's my dogs. I, I you are the miracle worker of Pittsburgh. Um, Thank you. I, I'm going to start wrapping everything up here for us, um, because I know you have a busy day today. But Tell us, um, tell us a little bit about, uh, your website, how everybody can contact you, what locations you work out of. It's the website is animal
1: healing now all one, you know, all together. So the word animal, the word healing, like H E A L I N G and now.com, uh, you know, we picked that because that's our goal. We want to heal the animals and when do we want to do it? We want to do it now. So animal healing um, you can access Facebook from there, you can access YouTube from there. Facebook uh, would be, you know, Facebook.com backslash Dr. Just D R Savco. S is in Sam, A, V is in Victory K O. Uh, direct lines uh, for both doctors. Uh, mine is 724-261-7915. Call, text. Uh, and then my associate Dr. Lacey Smesco seven, two, four, nine, nine, one, six, three, five, five. So there's not too many, you know, uh, surgeons uh, around, um, you know, giving out their cell phone numbers, you know, on the podcast. I'll right. bet you, you no. know, right. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to make sure that, you know, I don't, if, if somebody doesn't belong in our practice or somebody missed something or whatever, we don't want to waste time, waste money. We need that animal to be in the right place ASAP. As far as, um, You know, So tons of reviews, tons of beautiful stuff on Facebook. We try to get rid of the fluff. It's just who we are, what we do, and we try to share testimonials and a little funny from time to time. We are located, and all of this is on the website and the Facebook page, but we are at the New Stanton Veterinary Hospital on Tuesdays. We are at the Holiday Park Veterinary or Animal Hospital on Wednesdays. That's in the Plum area, Murraysville area for people that might not know Plum. Uh, and then we are in the Greenfield Veterinary Hospital on Thursdays and Saturdays, and that is kind of by Squirrel Hill, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, so those are the main hours uh, for animals at the vet hospitals. Um, and I just wanted to wrap up by saying, you know, people are, well, what, you know, we, we, we touched on a few different things and, and many different things today. I thought it was awesome, and I'd, I'll come back and do this anytime. time. But, you know, what... I'm what can we treat or what can we work on? I don't like to even use the word treat. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to help and do some therapy. It's a better uh, question is what can't we treat or what can't we work on? Obviously, we don't work on blunt force trauma. We don't work on, uh, you know, open wounds. We don't work on if a dog does have surgery on a knee or on a back or something. We work, uh, if we want, we can see that case as soon as they're cleared, you know, out to be out in the world and to be doing things. Uh, we just kind of work around it. Even if I've had cases of animals that had giant tumors that were cancerous, that the owner, the animal happened to be doing well. And what, you know, what are we trying to do? The dog had a giant tumor in its shoulder. It's limping. So we, guess what? We work on the neck. We work on the mid-back. We work on the low-back. You know, we try to keep the animal In some cases, we're trying to keep the animal comfortable so that the owner can process and so that the animal can process. But we're never BSing anybody, and we're always doing it with veterinary blessing. And, uh, you know, so really most things uh, we can at least, at least it's worth a conversation, bare minimum. Uh, And then if we think we can help or we think it's, it's it's viable to try, you know, then we do some visits at one of the veterinary hospitals.
0: Well, Mike, this is great. I'm, I'm so glad you can meet with us today. Um, talk to us. I hope we got some education out here and to let people know there are other alternatives. And I, I speak of you highly. Sometimes I even threaten some of my clients that they need to go to you for anything some, else. Some
1: people need woken up, you know, you got to yeah. shake them
0: up sometimes. So I appreciate yeah. your, uh, and, and and I'm, your support. Yeah. I'm one of your biggest cheerleaders because I've, I've seen your work. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with my own animals. So I thank you so much. I'm so glad, um, we got to have this conversation today. We're definitely going to schedule something to have you on again. Um, because I think you've been around the block like I have, and I think we can really help a lot of these people and a lot of these animals. And that's what mine and your goal is. We have the same goal to help animals.
1: Exactly. Amen to that. And, uh, God bless everybody, and blessings to you, Jen, and uh, have a wonderful uh, rest of your day, and I look forward to uh, doing this again soon.
0: You too.